Welcome to Transition by Pantal Kalhor, episode 22. Let's be together in transition. Please subscribe to Pantal Kalhor Transition channel and order my book Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. Welcome to Authors Promotion Show, Authors Connection to Readers. I'm your host, Panta Kalhor. Episode 5, Success Profiles, with Brian Wright, writing coach, radio show host, and magazine publisher. We have a very amazing guest. His name is Brian Wright, and he is a bestseller author of Success Profile, and he's doing radio shows, uh, magazine publishing, and act- he actually helps people share their message with the world and monetize their expertise. With extensive experience as a college instructor, Brian has created and implemented strategies to help people craft their stories. And his best-selling book, Success Profiles, is conversation with high achievers and uh, that's featured um, with celebrities such as Kevin Harrington, Chris Powell, Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen and Sharon Litcher, Dennis Waiter and many many more. I'm so happy and excited to have you on my show. Welcome to my show. Well thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yes. All right Ryan. Let me know about yourself. How did you become an author? Wow. Writing has something that's always been interesting and fun for me. When I was a kid, I would write stories based on TV shows that I was watching, whether it was Lost in Space, uh, whether it was cartoons that I enjoyed watching. I would write episodes of shows that I knew and just try and create new scenarios for those characters. Then eventually I started trying to write stories where I was creating everything myself. That was much harder, much harder. Mm -hmm. And I realized that nonfiction is really where I want to play. And so the books that I write are nonfiction in the personal development and business uh, arenas. So my first book was a student leadership book that came out in 2009. And it's about how people can become excellent leaders in their niche and be influential. So that was a fun book to write, short 96 page book, speak at schools about that book. And then I have my conversations with high achievers series. I've got two of those. So I've got four books overall, actually. Oh, okay. I thought you only have two. No, then no, no. My student leadership book came out first. And then I did a, a compilation book from three of three of my episodes from my show, all centered around sales. And then these two success profiles conversations with high achievers volume one and volume two and these are on amazon yeah how did you reach out influencer this is one of the questions always authors ask Mm -hmm. because i i actually i'm actually connected to a very great community with authors Mm -hmm. and they always uh they always I'm very curious about this, how they can connect to them. I see yeah. you, you, you've done a really great job. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah. it, started, it started by attending live events where mm-hmm. some of these people would be speaking. 
and getting to talk to them because they're accessible. If they're at a live event, if they're speaking at an event, they're usually accessible to talk to people afterwards. So uh, Hal Elrod was my very first guest in January, 2012. I met him at an event before the Miracle Morning came out. He's you know, famous for writing the Miracle Morning and a whole bunch of spinoff books. So that's a whole series. And he's been on my show three times now. Uh, another way to do that is just to get really good at your show, get really good at it, build an audience, be consistent, and then just start reaching out and asking. You know, they will they will collaborate with you for their reasons and not yours. And I think that's the mistake that a lot of people make is that they want to be able to say, I interviewed so-and-so. But if they don't feel like spending their time with you is going to be of value or if they just can't fit it in, they won't. I mean, even now there are people I want on my show and I'm trying to get a couple people on my show. We're just trying to work out a date to tape the show. Um, but that's the dance that you play. And some people are harder to get. And some people will only do media like podcasts and the radio shows when they're actively promoting something. If you think about the tonight show, you know, you only see certain actors and musicians on those shows when they're promoting their next film or their next album. And you don't mm -hmm. see them any other time. You don't see them there for fun. You see them there because they're promoting something. And so they just go on this tour for two weeks. And then when that tour is done, you don't see them again until they have something new to promote. Wow. <laughs> Very difficult to access them. It can be. I mean, some people can be difficult. I find, though, too, that when you connect with people who know people, that's also fun because they can make an introduction for you. In mm -hmm. fact, I got introduced to Kevin Harrington through a mutual Facebook connection and we were talking and he just mentioned that he was involved with Kevin Harrington in one of his businesses. And I just said, I, I would love to interview Karen, Kevin Harrington someday. That'd be really fun. And he said, I can make that happen for you. So he connected me with his assistant and the next day we had an agreement for him to come on my show and we picked a date and that wouldn't have happened without this connection. And I wasn't asking this person to hook me up. I was just saying, I would love to interview him someday. I think that'd be a really great interview. And the conversation had been going so well that he offered to make that connection. So it's a lot more meaningful when someone offers to make a connection for you versus begging for it because that's not attractive. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's the interesting point because when I started podcasting and interviewing mm -hmm. others, people saw my show and they then introduced me to another, 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 you know, and exponentially you see you have a lot and you have to schedule a lot of them yeah. <laughs> in advance to talk to them. Yeah. Because in the beginning, I was really uh, afraid of not getting people in my show. Mm -hmm. And then I was not <laughs> because then it, it just happened. Yeah. People want to be on podcasts. If they're yes. promoting a book, they absolutely want to tell the world about it. So this is a great platform to do that. So yeah, finding guests is, is not really much of an issue, knock on wood uh, anymore, because now I have PR agencies that are trying to refer guests to me and I take some of them, but certainly not all of them. I'm booked out for weeks in advance. I'm very, very blessed to be able to say great. that. Yeah, it's, it's really great. So uh, when you have a show that people want to be on, you know, uh, it's, it's fantastic and I love it. And if somebody has a scheduling conflict, I will just ask someone who I have future scheduled and ask them to come on earlier. And sometimes they can. 
sometimes I tape the show in advance if someone is uh, too busy to come on the show live at 6 p.m. Eastern every Monday. So mm-hmm. I love doing my show on a Monday because it gives me something to look forward to. Great, because you are very consistent. Since mm-hmm. 2012, you've done this. Yeah. And that's the key to success because I've seen a lot of authors start and then give up. Or yeah. even podcasters, there are lots of podcasters, and I talked to so many of them, uh, but, and they didn't continue. Right. I think the average podcast yes. lasts for maybe seven episodes. Oh, okay. No, I have a lot of more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, some, <laughs> I people, some people give up because they didn't really have a good plan for that. Mm-hmm. They were doing it because it thought it was a fun thing to do or because everyone else is doing it. That's a horrible reason to do something, by the way. Just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean everyone's right. In fact, it's sometimes it's the opposite. Brian, something interesting, I tell you. Uh, First of all, you're really afraid of competitors. You said, okay, I have competitors. But I've seen everybody has his unique idea unique podcast nothing is really uh, similar to another one <laughs> yeah i don't even think about competition all i can yes. do is just do what i do and if someone wants to try and chase me around then that's their problem i mean i can't compare my chapter two to someone else's chapter 20 because that's that's not treating myself right and i would encourage other people to think the same way so yes. you can only focus on what you can do. You can't focus exactly. on what other people are doing. Yeah. Your own pace, your mm-hmm. own talents. Everybody is unique. Yeah. And everybody has a unique message to share. Yeah. Tell me about your expertise, sharing message with the world and what, how you can help others to do so. Yeah. So I have people on my radio show. I also help people get their books written. So sometimes that means I'm coaching them through the process of writing it themselves. Sometimes it means that I'm writing their book for them. Ghostwriting? Ghostwriting. Yeah, absolutely. I also publish a magazine. And so people do contribute articles to my magazine and I do special feature articles that my paying clients will want if they want a special edition of my magazine, Successful Files Magazine, where they're branded all by themselves with no other articles, no other ads, no other noise. It's just all about that one person. And people are embracing it. They love this. Can you send us the link for your magazine? Then if my audience is interested, yeah. Yeah, it's Mm successprofilesmagazine.com. Oh, you can send it to my uh, messenger. Then I have everything. Okay, great. When I want to go live. All right. Um, What do you suggest to authors potential authors who just started their journey? I would suggest that they not be afraid of sharing their message. I think a lot of people hesitate to write their books because they don't think they have time. Well, you have to make time. So if you commit to writing two pages every day, you'll have a 120 page book at the end of two months. Sometimes people hesitate to write their book because they aren't sure what they want to talk about. I would tell that person to ask their friends and their advisors, if I were to write a book, what would you expect me to write about? 
The answers might surprise you. And if everyone's saying the same thing, then that probably is a great topic for your book. So those are the two main ones. And the last one is some people just don't think they're good enough writers. Well, if you have an editor, a really good editor, that can help. If you have a book writing coach, that can help. If you have a ghostwriter, it means you're not having to do it at all. So there are solutions and technology makes it so much easier. Sometimes it can just be as simple as creating an outline, figuring out what your stories are going to be and just talking to a recorder and having someone edit and, and work from that. Exactly. Yes. Cause I remember my book, I had this idea uh, back of my mind took me two years <laughs> to write my first book because you have lots of uh, blockers in your mind uh, and you don't know the process how to publish the book. I published my first book and it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. But it, uh, I got lots of opportunities to connect uh, very nice people, write connections. And then I had my second book, co-authoring with others. And uh, that was good because I knew the process. And then it took me another year to learn exactly how to become bestseller. Then I published my first book for the second time, this time with a better uh, editor and too much effort on it. And then I became bestseller. But then I realized what you do is uh, having a platform and uh, bringing people interview with you. This is great because you are trying to build a platform that uh, everyone loves it. Yeah. And I think being an author is not enough if you want to um, be consistent in selling your book yeah. because you have this dream of publishing your book then you publish it probably you can market it it's so expensive if you don't know the process and then you uh, you became you become bestseller and what what else yeah your book is gonna die you know if, mm -hmm. you, if you don't have any platform, any backend for your book, you, you, you don't go anywhere. <laughs> right. You have to have an end game in mind. Yes. And I tell my clients that all the time. Why are you writing the book? What's the purpose of writing your book? What impact do you want to have on your book or for your book to have on uh, the population? What do you plan on doing with this once the book is done? Are you stirring people to join your email list? Are you stirring them to buy something else from you? Are you stirring them to hire you to speak? Are you stirring them into your coaching program potentially? What is it that you want to happen because of the book? And a lot of people don't even think of that. They just want to tell their story. Okay, great. Your friends and family will buy this. Everyone also hit the who cares button and you'll sell maybe 20 copies. Okay, great. But you know, what do you want to happen once the book is done? And that's an important question. So start yes. with the end in mind. Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad was all about selling his cash flow game. So, I mean, he provided a ton of value and gave a lot of great information, but he really wanted you to buy his cash flow game. And he sold a whole bunch of them from his book. He had a, a bigger purpose for the book. It wasn't just about the book. It's about what happens after the book. And that's what counts the most. Yes, that's the point. Mm -hmm. You have to know exactly what, how you're going to serve um, 
others with your mm-hmm. book. And yeah. what I realize about the book as well, you have to be very, uh, you should have a very narrow niche. That's yeah. much better. If you thinking about the broad niche is not, getting you anywhere <laughs> right you can't be all things to all people exactly let's say you go to supermarket the only place if you want to buy the groceries you only go to the grocery shop <laughs> and even if you go let's say those supermarkets um, or malls that they have everything uh, they don't have a speciality let's say in furniture they have Two, two, three pieces, but then you have to go to a, a furniture shop. <laughs> they have all the furnitures that you want. So they have lots of variety. That's the, that's the point about narrow niche. Because I saw a lot of authors, they make this mistake. They don't know how they say, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But what is your exact niche? How can you find your audience? The problem for them is that uh, they really afraid if you, they cannot attract too many audience. Mm-hmm. But the point is, that's it. Even if you have that broad niche, they, you can't attract audience if you exactly don't know to whom you should target. Right, right. I mean, you have to know who your audience is and you have to know who you're trying to reach and who you aren't trying to reach. That's important. You know, you can attract your crowd, but you want to repel the people that aren't, aren't a fit for you. So do you remember your first episode? Of my radio show? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Hal Elrod was my guest. And we talked about a book that he had written called um, Taking Life Head On. And he had been in an accident with a drunk driver who had hit his car head on. And he was clinically dead for like six minutes and he ended up surviving it. And so it was all about the lessons that he learned uh, and the, and the reflections on his life. He was only 19 or 20 years old at the time, but the, the great takeaways from that experience and what he's learned about life. And then he went on to write the miracle morning a year later. Wow. So yeah, that was a great first show. I had met him at a conference. This is before he became really well known and he's you pretty had a well good start, <laughs> really good start with your show. Then yeah, that was a really great start to yes. my show. And it was someone that I had met at an event and who I already liked, knew and trusted. Yes. So I had a really great first guest. Yes. You are so lucky. <laughs> Yeah, I think and it's I'm not it's because of your frequency and uh, everything you attract because you've been on that level of energy and then mm-hmm. everybody attracts to you because of that. Yeah. What was your feeling when you first time published your book? Wow. <laughs> I'll tell you what, anytime I have a book published, when I hold it in my hands for the first time, it's it's like giving birth, I suppose. Uh, it, it's your baby, your baby's born. This thing that you've been working to create for weeks or months is finally in your hands. It's a great experience. And it always feels really, really great to know that something that will live beyond me is sitting in my hands or sitting on my shelf now. Beautiful. So um, what do you suggest to my audience, authors actually? 
to build their platform rather than podcasts and shows. Mm-hmm. Other than podcasts or shows, be active on social media and mm-hmm. don't just make everything about me, 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 me. I'll sometimes post funny things, you know, funny memes or a joke, or I'll just post observations of people or things that I'm noticing and ask them to chime in with their opinion or their, their perspective on it. Uh, sometimes I'll post about, you know, a sports team that I'm following, but I'd say probably every third, fourth or fifth post, you know, promote something that you're doing or let people know what you're doing in your business, but not every single time. And I noticed that the people who don't get very much engagement are always, always self-promotional and people get turned off by that. Yes. Because you, you think that you, somebody just want to sell you something. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, every Monday night after my show is done, I post about my show. Every month when my magazine's done, I post about that. And then any other wins I have along the way, I post about that. But I'll post funny stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which platform do you recommend? I like Facebook the most. I <laughs> am active a little bit on LinkedIn and on Twitter, but Facebook is where I am most of the time. So how do you recommend Instagram these days? I've heard about it. <laughs> I'm not on Instagram yet. Yeah. I'm not. I've yes. been told I probably should. Maybe I'll go there someday. Yeah, I just started a few months. <laughs> yeah. It's a good platform. It has um, its own limitations and its own power, but it's so dif- different from Facebook. Because in Facebook, you can have groups, which mm-hmm. I like it. And you can connect to your audience. Uh, you have more engagement. Yeah, it's different, but. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have any other program or anything you're going to talk about it with my audience? I have a virtual live event coming up on October 28th and 29th. It's called Authorpreneur Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, the registration page, I think, will be live tomorrow or the next day. Oh, please send it to me. I will. Uh, I'll send it to you. uh, 20th and 29th. It's a Wednesday and a Thursday. 28th and 29th. Yep. Your show goes live before this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm thinking it's going to be at authorpreneurlive.com, but I'll let you know for sure. uh, So you can put it in the show notes. But this will be the third time I'm doing it. And so it's a free event. People can register for free and they can attend for free. And if they want to buy the recordings afterwards, they sure can. But I will have 12 sessions geared around some aspect of writing, marketing, and leveraging your book to create greater opportunities in your business. Perfect. Is it only you or uh, you have contributors? Oh, I will have guest speakers for every session. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Great. So um, I just want to talk about, I I really wish to join actually as well, if I can. That's exactly my promotion time for my book. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm so happy to have you here, to have you here. And uh, I learned a lot from you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. And I really wish uh, you can have more success um, in your magazine and your show. You uh, just uh, another question. You don't have any show. It's just a radio, right? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yep. I, one show is enough. 
the level of preparation for each episode, I know, it just I takes know. time. I mean, I've, at one point I thought about maybe doing it every day, but I wouldn't have time to run a business if I did that. All right. Okay. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. It was great being here. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Uh-huh.